0: Good afternoon and welcome to In The Know with Jenny. So glad to have you here today. We're live on the UPRN FM 105.3 in new orleans and 107.7 in new orleans i'm johnny nicasio don't forget to follow us on facebook and youtube and remember to add uprn to your roku device but even though i am not on it for this show but for chasing prophecy we are tune in live across america and beyond and share the live link or drop in a comment we appreciate it i want to thank you all for being here make sure you drop a comment and let us know that you're on that's the only way we know we can answer some questions, um, and I look forward to hearing from you. Ah, it's, Wednesday. it's Wednesday. Happy Wednesday! We made it to Tuesday, Wednesday, over the hump day. So I'm glad I'm here. A little crazy. Um, I just wanted to take a moment to talk about a couple things in the news today. I'm so glad that um, things are starting. Well, not really. Calming down, but a little bit calming down in Ohio, East Palestine. With the, the EPA said, don't drink the water. So don't drink the water. I don't think anybody really should drink the water unless you test it. I know I have a purification system in my home, and you should too. There's so much other stuff going on in the news, but I don't really want to talk about that because this is my birthday week. Okay, tomorrow's my birthday. I'm going to be the big. I hate, t- hate saying it. I can't say big five zero. I'm going to be the big six zero. So, and I have to say, this birthday is a little, little hard for me and the topic we're going to talk about. And I just wanted to let you know and take a moment to share something that's close to my heart. And as someone who has experienced the loss of a loved one, birthdays and holidays are so hard. And I understand firsthand the emotional roller coaster that comes with grief. And what we're going to talk about today, that's what this show is going to be about because I, as most of you know, and it's very personal and I, I don't like to talk about it too much, but I've lost a lot in my life <clears throat> and it hits you at any moment, the grief and during special occasions like birthdays and holidays, the feeling of sadness and loneliness can be overwhelming at times and particularly intense at this particular junction in my life. And with my own birthday coming up and I didn't turn down my phone with my birthday coming up and a full moon, well, you know how that affects me. I find myself falling in dark places. Um, and I remember those I've lost, but I also want to know, and to know that I'm not alone. I know so many on my Facebook page, friends and family that I, we all Lost somebody. And that's why I wanted to reach out to you today because it's really hard for me um, tomorrow. um, This is going to be the first birthday without my mom, my best friend. And it's really hard. You know, a lot of you know I've lost, my gosh, let's see. In the last 10 years, I've lost my brother, my two sisters, my dad, and my mom. i have a special guest today so i hope you can tune in if you can't tune on live you know if you see the this goes across soundcloud and all the different platforms spotify iheart sprinter i think podbean so we're all over and i know all you people out there in america and beyond america because we reach so many people we have a special guest his name is john allen and um his message is one of hope and healing and i believe he's the perfect expert for today's show and i'm glad i saw his pr guy email me so um he's going to help us he's going to guide us through what we can be what we can be during this trying time and not be and find comfort knowing that we are not alone in our struggles and i want to thank you for tuning in and i'm going to go ahead and bring him on without further ado and um I have a lot of background noise. I'm not sure where it's coming from, but um his name is John Allen and good evening and good afternoon, and I don't know where else we're showing right now. I think it's the UK. What is it in the UK right now? Uh,
1: um six o'clock, five
0: six. Six. O- six o'clock. Mm-hmm. We're all over the place. So whatever. Um, welcome to in the know rich or john what would you like me to call you
1: <laughs> yeah i used i used john as my author name john allen and that's in uh, memory of my father who i lost two years ago so my author name is john allen but my name is richard john allen actually. Well,
0: welcome to in the know i'm so glad you're here so i hadn't had time to actually d- d- dwell into your book i got it but sh- i haven't really got into it but um I don't know. You tell me. What? Okay. How? How? Where? Where? What brought you to this book? I know you said your father died.
1: Yeah. So, I got here because my father passed away two years ago. Um, prior to that, I was in the corporate world. You know, um, I worked for insurance companies. I have worked in banks, and just over two years ago, you know, when the pandemic started, the insurance company um, that I worked for. Um, I actually live in North Carolina in the United States. I'm originally from Liverpool, England, and I've been in the States now 21 years. Anyway, I'm working for this insurance company um, in 2019. And then we got the pandemic came along and early 2020, I lost my job. They shut down the head office here in North Carolina and let the staff go. So I lost my job and being in North Carolina, I was always in contact with my family in Liverpool. So the first thing I do is I reach out to my dad, who's been my rock, you know, and he still is. And I uh, told my dad, Hey, I've lost my job. I can't believe it. I've been there 15 years at this company. And my dad was always there for me, give me advice. He said, it's okay, son, you'll find something else, you know, mm-hmm. anyway. Um, that was at the the end of 2019. And I actually went over there for Christmas 2019 to see my family. So my mum, dad, and my sister, Gillian. And I had a great week there. I was there actually, I flew back to North Carolina on Christmas day, so I was really lucky because I spent Christmas morning with my family and then came back here Christmas afternoon to be with my fiance. So it was a perfect Christmas day for me. But I did notice while I was there, my dad had slowed down. You know, he was Mm -hmm. walking a little bit slower. He was still the same, you know, funny witty guy that I I love so much. And then, but I did notice, and even my sister told me, you know. We've noticed my dad's slowing down. So at the time he's 77 years old. So we just thought it was his age, you know, he's just getting a little bit older. Mm And anyway, um, it was January, my dad, in 2020, my dad went for a physical. I didn't know, he just went for a physical. And it was in February and my dad sent me a text message and he said, Hey son, I just got the results from a physical. I've got cancer Mm. and it's throughout my whole body like liver, kidneys, lungs, just everywhere. I'm, I'm riddled with it is the word that my dad used. There's nothing they can do. They're going to put me on chemo and radiation to slow it down, but it is going to kill me. I'm going to die. And I'm, I was, I'm sorry if I get upset, I'm sure you can, appreciate. No, it's no. hard to talk about. Right. Mm-hmm. And then um, I wrote back, can we do FaceTime? So I could see him. And he said, no, I'm too emotional. So me and my fiance got the first flight out and this was early pandemic. So we could still fly.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I remember we actually counted 15 people wearing masks. So there wasn't that much going on with the pandemic at that time. So we went over there in February, 2020 and walked into the house. Um, my dad was sitting in his armchair in front of the TV and stood up and I walked over to him and we just hugged. it felt like hours, but it was probably only a couple of minutes. I just couldn't let him go
0: i know that's so and tough. we sat.
1: it really is isn't it and, and he sat down and then he started telling me all of this medical uh, mumbo jumbo i mean i had no idea all these terminology from the doctors mm-hmm. and treatments and whatever and medic medicine he was on and he was just horrible and um, so i was there for that week and we left and came back and that's when the pandemic really hit in and it, you remember there was a travel ban the yeah. uk lockdown the us lockdown it was just couldn't have come as a worse time for us because I wanted to be with my dad as much as I could, but I mm-hmm. couldn't see him. Anyway, we did WhatsApp and, um, you know, email and text messages. And it wasn't until November, 2020, my sister Gillian wrote to me. And well, actually a little bit sooner than that. It was, it was the end of October. My dad wrote to me and said, good news. The chemo's working. Might my, my, the kidney, uh, sorry, the, um, cancer looked to be reducing. Mm -hmm. So the doctors were saying it's prolonging his life. That was the end of October. So I was getting, you know, my hopes up thinking, that's great, dad. He's going to be here for Christmas. You know, it's all going to be good. Well, a couple of weeks later, my sister Jillian writes to me by text and says, come over now. Dad's about to die. And um, I was like, what? So I told my fiance, she couldn't get away from work, unfortunately, but I managed to get a flight over there. I have to say Jenny, it was the weirdest thing because I got on the plane and it was a a commercial jet, right? There was only like 20 people on the flight. Everybody had masks on when I landed at London Heathrow, the four terminals, three of them were closed because nobody's traveling. And the one I was in was dead. I was just walking through the terminal, um, by myself basically. And then got the train from there, from London to Liverpool. There's probably a dozen people on the train. And then when I got to Liverpool, my uh, brother-in-law Stephen picked me up, drove me to the house. So all this time anyway, this 24 hour journey from here to England, I kept thinking my dad's gone, I'm not gonna get there in time. So the anxiety was up there and I was just freaking out. Anyway, I walked into the house, dropped the suitcase, ran up the stairs to the bedroom and I got the shock of my life. He was actually sitting up in bed watching a Western movie. He loves cowboys. And he was watching Clint Eastwood. And I looked at him and I went, Dad? And he looked at me and he went, what in the bloody hell? What are you doing here? (laughs) And I was like, what the? So I climbed on the bed. I'm crying. I'm hugging him. I was just overjoyed. He he looked really strong. My mum and my sister were there. We went downstairs, had a cup of tea. I went back up, sat there with my dad. Now, I left on November 19th. No, November 20th. So the Saturday was November 21st, right? Saturday, November 21st. And on Monday, the 23rd, my dad died. So from going, sitting up in bed, looking strong, drinking tea, going to the bathroom by himself, just two two days later, he was gone. It just shows how cancer or any, many of illnesses, right? They can just shut the body down. And I'll never forget, it is a blessing. I was there when my dad took his last breath. I was holding his hand, and my mum and sister were there. And one of the nurses told me, "It's now." He could tell by my dad's breathing, it's about to happen. He's he's mm-hmm. passing now, and he went. And we were devastated, of course, crying, sobbing. Just it was horrible. And I have to say, um, that the I asked the I asked the nurse. I said, "Well, how can this be? Two days ago, he was so strong." And he explained yeah. to me. It's called a rally.
0: Yeah. Apparently. The rally. The yeah. rally.
1: Yeah. Right. It's like just before somebody dies, not all the time, but most of the time, the human body kind of rallies, makes one last ditched effort to stay alive, I guess, yeah. or something. So they look good. And then they go and you're like, you're in shock again. It's like, it, the whole thing is horrible. And for me, Jenny, this was my first experience with grief. Mm-hmm. My, my grandfathers and my grandmothers passed when I was younger. So I never really went through this emotion before. So that was it, November 23rd, 2020, suddenly grief was in my life. And it hit me like a sledgehammer. I didn't know what it was, didn't know how to cope with it, how to deal with it. And as you can see, it's still hard today. I know. And, sorry, go on. I, I was gonna say, so during this process, it's chaotic, really. I mean, you've certainly got to deal with a funeral home.
0: Oh, that's the hard part. Yeah,
1: you know, the, the, the get in touch with the morgue, and they have to come and pick up my dad's body, and then you've got to worry about the will. You've got to worry. Oh, organize. there's
0: so much stuff to oh, do. Oh, my
1: gosh. Yeah, the funeral, the, the eulogy, the obituary, all the finances. It, it was just chaotic. We weren't prepared. And, no. And
0: nobody's really prepared no. for it. It just... You just have to go through the motions of it and you have to just take a breath. And I think that's the hardest thing to do is take a breath, but
1: yeah. So yeah. much to go. Well, when, when this happened, I'll tell you really quickly, without even knowing I was collecting things, you know, the name and address of the funeral, the, mm-hmm. the church, of course, I spoke to all of this information, you know, where's my dad's will. Um, who do I get in touch with as his pensioners, his life insurance, you know, um, my dad did have the foresight because he had cancer, he knew he was going to pass. So he'd organized some of his funeral himself. Um, but of course, we had to do a lot after he passed. And I'm collecting all these things. Even at the, I, I went to church. Well, again, because my dad died November 23rd, we couldn't have the funeral straight away because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Oh, so gosh. We, had, we had to wait three weeks. So during those three weeks, again, turmoil. But uh, I, I went to mass several times and I collected the pamphlets so long story short, after all of this had happened and we had the funeral on December 15th, I came back to the, the United States and I had a bunch of information, you know, documents and pamphlets from the funeral home and yada, yada, yada. And it was my fiance, Allison who said to me, why don't you write a book about this rich, you could really help people. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've never written a book in my life. And she's like, you know, my prior job for 15 years at the insurance company, I was a trainer. So I used to stand in a classroom with 50 people and teach and she said you're really good at communicating you'd be really good at it rich try anyway that that's what happened um I started writing and you know if you see my desk now it's covered in notes I've got papers everywhere and it's just thoughts cuz grief hits you like you just said at any moment I mean yeah you can, you can
0: be, be anywhere you can be in the grocery yeah. store song comes on you're just finding I mean I was going through pictures and finding pictures and it just, it just takes hold of you, and uh, nobody understands the grieving process, especially if somebody has never been through it. And we're we belong to an elite club. I'd call myself now, and we're, we we i am the club. I'm I guess the president of the club, <laughs> you yeah. And it's like they don't understand it. You have friends that don't understand, or employees, or people you work with, or associates that they don't, they don't understand how it affects you. And yeah. sometimes you just don't feel like it. You don't feel like getting up, but I have to say, I mean, each, I mean, like I said, I, my brother was my first uh, losing my brother in 2004. Mm-hmm. What happened with that was it, it, um, destroyed my parents physical. Um, they they just went downhill when my brother died. Yeah. And then, and then after that, my uh, sister got sick. Um, she got sick with, um, AML leukemia. It was real quick. And then, then my other sister got sick when she had breast cancer before, when she was young, but it came back. And then I, we, um, we lost her and then my dad, um, Oh God, my dad, I was having losing a sibling is so much different than losing a parent. And then it was just, I had my mother that I was very close, but she was my best friend. And when I lost her last, I lost her last June. Um, it just, it was like losing my best friend. Hmm. And it just made you feel like, Oh my God, I'm an orphan. I lost my mom and my dad. Yeah. And then I, you know, you lose your sisters and brother and that you, you think about your own death and, Mm, yeah. It just, it's just, there's so many, there's so much emotion. Like you said, you have to go, to, you have to go to the, oh my God. Well, when, when they die in your home, yeah. they come and they take the body. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's like, oh my God, you're gone. You know, she's gone. She's, I'm never going to see her again.
1: Yeah.
0: And then, and then you have to prepare for, you're not thinking right. You're, you, it seems like everything happens so fast fast and it's so surreal and you're not thinking right. You think of the funeral and, um, well, you're sitting there with the, with the undertaker and he's telling you stuff and you're just, you're not listening. You're not, mm-hmm. you're not comprehending what they're saying. I yeah. don't know about you. I mean, I know the pandemic, but this was after the pandemic, but you're just sitting there listening. And yeah. what is he saying? You know, and then, then, you know, you go to the funeral and everybody comes up and they're all nice and they say, hi, you know, I'm so sorry. You, have, I, you want to just say you have no idea what i'm feeling like yeah. you want to just shut the heck up you yeah. don't have no idea and they then mean you have,
1: well yeah you, they
0: mean well and then you yeah. have friends you know there are some friends that they don't it seems like they don't have any idea what it's like i mean especially if they haven't lost anybody you know and you, you think okay I'm, I'm going through this horrible thing mm. and then but there's so many people out there that are having the same feelings. There's so many people that have lost somebody yeah. and they're, they're dealing with it and they're trying to pull, you know, their bootstraps up and they're trying to be strong for the young, you know, their kids and their family and all they want to do. I don't know about you, but the, all I wanted to do was just pull my hair out and go cry and scream at their, yeah. you know, scream at God. Like what the hell?
1: I think one of the worst things that people can say, and I mentioned this in this book, keep calm and cope with grief is when they say to you, I know how you feel. <sighs> or you know and it's like no no I you know don't they, they mean well but they don't it, you don't know
0: how i grief
1: in, in my experience now i've not done i've actually written three books now and they're, they're on the wall here actually um the grief is so individual yes. it really is unique to you no two people will go through it the same i mean there's so many examples of where even the interviews that i've conducted and talking to people some people don't want to talk about the loved one anymore Mm-hmm. Well, I, I do. I want to talk about my dad, and I want to yeah. Share they his get stories. you feel like
0: they're getting sick of hearing about it. Oh yeah. my God, she's talking about her her mom again. She's talking about her brother and her sister. I think he should. And her dad, I mean, who are you? You know, you have to talk mm-hmm. about. They don't. They don't. Just because they're not here, they they continue to exist. They yes. they, they exist in all. They they exist no matter where you, are. and um.
1: They're still here with us now.
0: Yes. You're... I absolutely
1: believe that. I'll, I'll yeah. tell you this too. I still send my dad birthday cards well, and Christmas wonderful. cards. Like, you know, my dad passed two years ago. And for the Christmas, well, for example, the Christmas just gone, I sent my mum and dad a Christmas card. And his birthday was last September. I sent him a birthday card, and my mum will open it and put it on the mantelpiece in their house just because my dad physically isn't here doesn't mean he's not around me or it's not his birthday. It is his birthday and I want to celebrate that. So I still send him a birthday card and Christmas Mm. cards and a wedding anniversary card. I still honor those things because my dad still is alive and I can talk to you about some stories about the afterlife because I truly believe in that. And that was my second book. This one here, it's called Life After This. And that book is all about signs from our loved ones and the afterlife
0: oh there's so many signs i mean i I don't know about you i've oh yeah when um i just want to share this i know i think it's something that you have to share with somebody who don't there's a lot of people that don't believe in the afterlife Mm -hmm. and i I, my my first show Casion prophecy i deal with the paranormal and ghosts and all kind of stuff reincarnation ufos whatever but um this particular thing that happened to me, and I don't know if you have experienced anything like this, when you, you talk about the death rattle and mm-hmm. you know, that day before they die, that's what usually it is. It's usually a day before they actually pass. Well, my, my mom was excited. I mean, she was talking to all my family. They all came to visit her, but the day of her death, and I, I want to share this with people because if you have any doubt that there is not a life after death, and when you experience something like this, my um, my mom was, she was in, the, you know, her room. We brought her home. We tried to make everything good for her. Um, so they brought her home because they said she was going to die any minute. So uh, we brought her home really quick, and she actually died on the way to the her house. But the, she came back. But that particular day, I'm outside. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful June day, and I and I went outside and I'm praying because I'm 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 I'm, I'm a Catholic, and I was doing the Divine Mercy, and mm-hmm. that's a prayer, and you just ask for mercy. And so I just I looked up at the sky and I said, Oh Jesus, please, please yeah. take her now, let her go in her sleep, let her be with my dad, please. And we have I had these chimes on my front porch, yeah, and it was a it was, I just bought it this year, and my mother's lap was that year, and I bought it for my mom and it was a beautiful cross and um all of a sudden it started to um you know jingle
1: yeah.
0: chime. so i go oh no i just had this whole, i just had this feeling that she's going so i ran in the house i called my son and said you better get home better get here i think she's gonna go soon i went in and my sister-in-law was there and we're, st- we're standing above my mom and i walked in the room Screw so cold and I just had chills and I said I think daddy's in my, my bed I said I think mm-hmm. my dad's here and all of a sudden my mother started talking and um I go mom what is it mom and she goes do you hear him and I said who wow. and she said Ralph and Ralph is my dad's name and wow. I said daddy and she said yes and I said what is he saying and he's and she said he wants to know what time, and I went to my sister-in-law. Like, oh my, she's talking to my dad. Yeah. And so um, the day passed a little bit, maybe an hour later. Um, the nurse came in, the hospice nurse came in, and my mom was adamant when she woke up. Like, I want a bath. I want, I want my hair washed. I want, and I want to <laughs> brush my teeth. And she's, she got a bath, and she got her teeth brushed, and she's all, you know, she says, I'm gonna. She's she looks great, you know. And the nurse came yeah. and you know, she did all that and um and she was getting changed. And I said, What do you want to wear, mom? And she goes, I want to look pretty. I said, Oh, oh you wanna look pretty? And I'm like, She wants to look pretty for my dad. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So the nurse came and she, my mom, you know, she had a little bit to eat and she went back to sleep. And the nurse said when she was leaving, she said, Yeah, she's doing she's doing she, her vitals are great. We don't, you know, they didn't anticipate her leaving. Um, but that day de- that about an hour later, the um my daughter, um, uh, my daughter-in-law was in the the room with my mom and she comes out and she's watching her and she goes, Hey Mark, my that's my son. She goes, What time is it? And my son says it's 2 30, Grammy. I, said, oh, I thought I had more time than this. She fell back to sleep. My daughter-in-law is in the room with her, and she just comes running out. She goes, "Oh, she's just breathing. It's funny. You better come in here." And then my mom just went, and she passed. But she yeah. had that was wow. so beautiful because she heard my she heard my dad. Yeah, yeah she yeah. knew she was going somewhere. She wanted to look yeah. pretty, and yeah. if for the if I didn't hear my mom actually say, "You know who are you ta- yeah. who are you talking to, mom?" And she said health oh, she knew she was going to be with my dad yeah so if you believe I mean to me that gave me so much peace and she wasn't she wasn't like you know because I've seen my sister pass away yeah. and it was horrible you know that she did not have a nice death like that but yeah you know it gives you strength and and it makes you believe and to me yeah. no that this is really strange rich you're gonna think this is crazy <laughs> my mother's birthday was on january 7th. And that night I saw something really weird in my, my, uh, we have a surveillance camera and I saw a glowing green light and I go, what is that? And I let my dog outside, you know, I got, get the dog in, get the dog in. I don't know what this thing is. So I went, I said, I locked the dog in, I went to sleep and I have a crack in my door. And I always leave open for my dog. And I seen this that green light outside my door. Like, pulsating. and I'm like, what is that? And I turned around and went to, I turned around and fell asleep. And about an hour later I woke up, but I woke up. It was strange because I turned around and I felt like there's a shadow coming towards me. Mm -hmm. And remember it's, it's night, it's dark. I felt somebody lay down in my bed with me and I, it was, I could feel the presence. And this is my mom's birthday. It would be early morning. And I didn't put two and t- two together until the next day. It was it was so comforting because it was so warm and so and I li- leaned in towards the presence and then I turned around and I f- started to fall back to sleep and I said, "Wait a minute, was that Ava, my dog?" Yeah. And I looked. The door was still cracked open. There was nobody there, and the presence was gone. And I I felt like oh, real you know comfortable and peaceful. And I said, oh, "That was Mom." Yeah. And I turned around and I went right to sleep. So I thought that was pretty. Yeah, that wow. was that was a sign.
1: Yes, and, it, and it, I don't. Well, it's, do it's funny think? that. Well, I believe in it. Too. I absolutely believe it was a sign. It's, and it, again, we have to be respectful of other people, don't we? Who don't believe? I've had people, you know, on my Facebook page and such saying, "No, you're born, you die, and there's nothing." Oh. And it's like, well, that's okay. You can believe in that, but I'm a Christian, and. And the signs that I've had from my dad and from my grandfather, you know, I, I believe a hundred percent believe so, but we have to respect other people's opinions. You know, if they say, well, I don't believe in that. you say, yeah. well, okay, well I have like you, I've heard all of these signs and it's like, I can't explain them. It, it's got to have been something from my dad. It has to have been, it's just weird. I mean, one quick story for me, Jenny, was I was sitting here at my desk where I do my book writing. And when I was working on the second book, this side, um, life after this, um, you know that you, you kind of get brain fog or I was just tired. And I just and I was upset too, because I'm, you know, I'm thinking about my dad. Mm-hmm. So I called out loud, literally sitting in this chair, and I said, Dad, I love and miss you so much. Um, I hope you're okay. I know you're close to me, but I hope you're doing okay. I miss you. And then on the computer, I opened a browser, a web browser, and I started looking at trucks. I guess that's what guys do, right? We're looking at cars and trucks. And I found this website, and there was thousands of trucks. And I clicked on a truck by random. And I'm looking through the pictures. I think it was a Ford F-150. And I'm going through, you know, there's a photograph of the front, the back, the side, inside the truck. Anyway, there was a particular photograph of the dashboard. And, you know, the way it's got the touch screen, like the infotainment system thing, the navigation. And on that screen was um, the radio and it showed the date and the time and the radio station. And at the particular you know time when this person took the photograph, I guess, the song that was being played was called, I am alive. Oh my. And I'm like, whoa. I just couldn't believe it that like literally two minutes before i'm calling out my dad's name saying dad i know you're around me i just hope you're doing okay and then i see a picture that says i am alive now i did i've never heard that song before didn't know there was a song called that but i thought what are the chances that i'm crying out for my dad hoping he's okay and then i, I see a song called that it was just weird So I took a screenshot and I actually wanted to put it in my book, but for copyright reasons, I couldn't do that, but I've kept the picture, because It just blows me away. Things like that, that happen often. It's just, it makes me a believer, a hundred percent believer. But as I've mentioned in my books, it's like, unfortunately we can't just command it. You can't, I can't just sit here and say, Hey dad, send me a message and something happens. There's no rhyme or reason. It happens at random times. Sometimes I'm having a good day. You know, grief-wise, I'm feeling good. You know, I miss my dad, of course. And I lost my dog last year, and that's a whole other thing. But I was having a good day, but you get a sign. And I'm like, wow, I didn't think I needed that uplift, but I got one. Or I could be having a really tough time, and I'm like, I know it was late last year. I was out in the yard cutting the grass, pushing the lawnmower, and I'm listening to music on my headphones, I was doing okay. And suddenly I just broke down. I don't know why, I just clicked. You know, I was thinking of my dad, uh, uh, you know, runny nose, tears all over my face. I was just sobbing. It's just bizarre how grief hits you. And I didn't get a sign from my dad to comfort me because it doesn't happen that way. The signs just come at you at random times, random places, you know? But I believe you have to have an open mind. For it to happen you have to just keep your options kind of thoughts open to what if like i know a lot of these signs could be just coincidences or it could be just a random thing but what if it is a sign from your loved one i Mm -hmm. i can't dismiss that and say no there's no way it is no yes there is a way it is because i believe in the other side i mean i've interviewed people who have had these near-death experiences how do you explain that? How can somebody die literally for 30, 40, 50 minutes, experience something, come back to life? They bring the heart back, they, they're alive again, and then they share the story. How can you how can that be like not real? I, I just there's, there's yeah, there's there's definitely this isn't the end when we leave this body and this planet. There's definitely uh, yeah. life after this. I hear you. But so many signs, it's comforting. And even my fiance, she's a scientist and she's very analytic. Like she looks at data all the time and she needs evidence and proof, of course, and all this. And we've been together now seven years and now she believes, you know, she, she lost her father in 2021 and she's had signs now from her dad. So she's a firm believer. I've converted her to believe somehow (laughs) she's just, (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, so she believes too. But yeah, grief really is a complicated thing. So my my first book this keep calm and cope with grief is really a guide to help you through, you know, if you've lost a loved one or you're about to lose a loved one, because in that book I talk about, you know, initially finding out you're losing a loved one, but also how to go about the funeral, how to write an obituary, how to do the eulogy. But I also talk about signs. And I also talk about how to cope with that grief, and how to support your family and how your family can support you. You know, it's brought me closer to my family. I, I've always been close to my family, tremendously close, but this has brought us even closer, mm-hmm. this loss. Um, I hear you. Yeah, it's... So never, what do you suggest yeah.
0: people do to
1: move on? Um you know, I'm not sure from my experience, and again, I say this a lot, and I don't mean to be redundant the way I say this, but in my opinion, because again, it's personal, I don't think I can completely move on, right? Like I'm sure you can't, You can, but you can make things a little bit more comfortable for you, a little bit more, um, I don't know, accepting of it. I mean, you know, you talk about, what, what's the lady's name again? Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who talks about the five stages of grief that we go through. You know, the acceptance, denial, um, the bargaining, the anger, the depression. You know, those five stages, it's like, well, which stage am I in? So how, how do you get through that acceptance? How do I get there? Um, for me personally, Jenny, I mean, well, let, let me tell you this. this. This only happened a couple of weeks ago. Me and Alison, my fiancé, are talking. And I don't know how it came about, but I said to Alison, you know what? I'm not afraid to die. And she said, What? And I said, I'm just, I'm at peace, you know? And she goes, What what are you saying, Rich? And I said, Well, think of it this way, Alison. I know that when I die, when it's my time, I will see my dad again. He's there. And so is my dog and my grandparents. And I know I'll see them. So, of course, I'm in no rush to die, right? Nobody is. But when it is my time, I know I'll see him again. So that in some way, well, it does, it comforts me and I don't feel afraid. It's like I'm enjoying life. I'm joined trying to get the message out to help people with grief. Um, but I know that I'll see him again. Absolutely. Mm No. Um, but as far as like, what can people do to move on? Um, I had, I had somebody ask me, you know, a similar question. And I said, well, Maybe you can do things in honor of your loved one and it doesn't have to be anything dramatic, but you know, maybe you did something with your father like you went fishing or you used to walk the dog around the block or you went to the local park and sat on a bench or maybe once a month you went to a particular coffee shop and had coffee with your mom or your dad or your sister or whoever this loved one is that you've lost. Well, maybe you can still do that. They're not with you physically, but maybe you can go and sit on that park bench Maybe you can go fishing where you used to go with your dad and just taking part in that activity will make you feel closer to that lost loved one and experience their love while you're doing it. Yeah, it's okay to cry too. I mean, I'm crying all the time since I've lost my dad. I just can't help it. And there's nothing wrong in that. So if you participate in something like this, it's okay if you break down during that process to cry. But just understand that you're only crying because you love that loved one. Grief, I believe, is just recognition of your love that you had for those people. And you can't measure it on a scale. It doesn't mean, well, you know what? I cry more than my sister. Since my dad died, I cry cry more than my sister. I don't know if I do. I'm just saying, if I did, that doesn't mean I love my dad more just because I cried more right? You, you can't measure it that way. People again are individual with grief, we react in different ways. I know some people who have lost husbands and wives, and they've cleaned out the house, like everything that reminded them of their loved one, they had to remove because it was just too painful. Now that's okay, because that's what it takes for them to cope. Whereas if I look at my own mother, when I go back home to Liverpool, and I walk in my mum and dad's house, everything is still there. Like if my dad was to walk in the door today, it's just like he left it. His coat is still on the coat rack. His shoes are still there. His tools are in the shed, you know? In fact, in the bathroom, when I go over there and I'm in the bathroom having a shave, if I open the bathroom cabinet, his razor, his shaving brush, it's all still there. My mum has left Mm -hmm. everything that my dad had in that house, just the way it was. And that comforts my mum. And that's, that's great. If that's what she needs, I, I applaud that. And I like that because when I go back home there, it's nice to see my dad's belongings around, you know, it brings me peace. Um, but again, you have to find what works for you. You could yeah. try something. It doesn't work. Try something else, you know, but yeah. there's a lot of options. And I, I talk about that actually more in my third book. I'm trying to think what's at this one. So this one's called Nature's Reach. And this one's all about how nature can help you with grief. Now, I'm not trying to just say, you know, you shouldn't be on medication. You shouldn't go to your doctor or a counselor or a therapist. If that's the treatment you seek for grief, I'm simply saying in this book, nature can help you too. And it certainly helps me a lot. Um, But yeah, nature is very comforting to me.
0: Yeah, I think um, definitely the nature is very uh, comforting. Um, I would say if I could live somewhere where the weather is nice all the time, I would. Mm -hmm. And um, you have to start doing things for yourself too um, and just try to move on. Because, I mean, you could just get wrapped up in grief and it can eat you alive. Yeah. And days like today... um, I feel like just running away. I mean, there's so many things against me right now and I don't even know if I'll be able to finish the show. This, 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 not this particular one, but I don't think I'm coming back after today. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. There's forces out there that try to destroy you. They'll do anything they can to try to bring you down. And, um, I can feel that right now. Yeah. Um, and well, many...
1: can, I ask you, can I ask you a question, Jenny? Hmm. So this is a conversation I had with my fiance, Allison. Right. So when we die, where do you think we go?
0: Oh, definitely. I believe there's there's a heaven or an afterlife.
1: Yeah. Oh, there's a
0: lot of people that don't believe that. Um, do you ha- I, If I did what do you think like it's like, like was... when
1: you go there? Though wh- I what, what, think, what do you think, well,
0: my partic- well, in the field, I think there's its energy i think there's oh there is mm-hmm. is en- energy and i believe that you can make your heaven the way you want to make it i there was a movie once with um, dustin hoffman i don't know if you remember the movie i can't remember his wife died and he went back into this place um yeah. that he could make it the way he wanted it with his mind
1: and oh, i man.
0: that's what i think it is i I mean, it would be nice to think, oh, everybody's sitting around having, you know, they're just doing nothing. But I think heaven has, everybody has a job there. Yeah. I think if whatever you did here on this earth that you, you are doing there, maybe to help people on earth. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what, That's what do you, what do you think?
1: Well, I think I agree with you. I think you become an energy because Allison said to me, you know, I'm here in North Carolina, and my mum's in in England, right, with my sister. And Alison said to me, "Well, if dad, if your dad is here with you, Rich, how can your dad be in Liverpool with your mum at the same time?" And I said, "That's a great. I love these conversations with Alison." And I said to her, "Well, you, I, I think, in my opinion, Alison, you're thinking of it the wrong way. You're thinking of it as like when you die, we're still this construct. We're still this like." physical being and we're no longer that we become like you just said Jenny this energy so you become one with the universe you you're like your senses I haven't got the words to describe it it's it's like you just become this energy and part of the universe like you can feel taste touch smell everything and that sounds so dramatic but again It's only because our minds are so restricted in the body that we're in right so once we go to this other side i honestly believe that it's like it's just like boom you've just got this massive unmeasurable amount of energy and i can feel that my dad's there and i can feel that my dog is there my grandfather my grandmother's Mm -hmm. that everybody that i love is around me and it's just it's i don't know how, how else to describe it so my dad can be here with me and around me and around everywhere around my sister around my mom and know everything that's going on because he's not constrained like we are in these human bodies but again it's just my opinion right that's just what i think but who knows until we go there but there's definitely a there to go to if i can put it that way yeah
0: yep i don't know it is interesting That is interesting. yeah. And hopefully people can get over and move on when they
1: lose somebody. Yeah. And, And remember that, like you said, when we came on, there are so many people going through this. And I think because of COVID, right? I think death has become more at the forefront. Like it's certainly on the news a lot more, right? Especially a year or two ago with the number of people dying from COVID. So we're definitely going, we're talking about, loss of our loved ones more and how we're coping with that grief. It's more of a common conversation, sadly, Um, Mm -hmm. but we're not alone. And I tell people all the time, you know, should you buy one of my books, please leave a review and leave your story. You don't have to go into a lot of detail, but it helps others to share. And I can't tell you how many people have been on my Facebook page and written such lovely things and they support each other. You know, they say, well, I lost my brother. Well, I lost my brother too. Oh my gosh. And they've connected and they're helping each other with the grief. And it's such a blessing for me to sit here and watch and read this chain of conversation on my Facebook page without me doing anything. Mm -hmm. And it's just lovely to watch that these people are finding help with each other just by sharing their own stories.
0: Oh yeah. It's nice to have a support group. I tried to Mm -hmm. go to a support group, but I cried the whole time I was there. So I said, heck with it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it it was
0: just too, I think it's just too early. I mean, it's still, I've, it's only been, you know, it hasn't even been a year yet for me uh, with my mom and it's been tough and it's like, yeah, you know, there's other, like I said, there's, there's no reason or rhyme. I just, uh, yeah. It's hard to deal with, but I yeah. want to thank you for joining us today. Um, um, If you want to get your book, go to Amazon. Is that right?
1: That's right. Yeah. All three books are on Amazon. So if you go to amazon.com and look up, the first one is keep calm and cope with grief. Then you've got life after this, which is signs from your loved ones and how to contact them as well, how you can reach out to them. It's not a phone call. So you don't, you know, it's not a an immediate response, but there's ways in there that I mentioned in that book. And then the third book, Nature's Reach, is about how nature can support you through okay. grief too.
0: Oh good. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you again for joining us. And we thank ho- you. Somebody grabs a book and hopefully it'll help them. You have I hope so. Yeah. Have an enjoyable rest of your day. Well, it was very interesting. Um, I, I find it hard to um to deal with grief, um, especially today. And there's some things that you know I want to say if you get a chance to get the book, it's, it seems like it's a really good book to read and um, hopefully things will work out. But for me, I think this is going to be my last day um, doing um, in the know. I know you're so sad. I just, um, I have too much other stuff going on in my life right now. And I thought this was going to be something that was going to help me, um, you know, bring light to you guys, but um, it's bringing more than light to me right now. Um so on that, I would like to say goodbye. Um, I may see you back on chasing prophecy. I may not. Um, I don't even know if I want to continue that either. but it has been great. I uh, hope somebody learned something from this. Um, have a great day. It's Wednesday. have a great life.